Walk in Your Excellence. I'm your host, Sean Larry, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of Walk in Your Excellence. Music, 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 music is life. Whether you need to feel happy, sad, or whether you're just listening to music and you don't even feel it, but all of a sudden, it has the power to impact your mood in such a magical way. I know that music does me wonders. I grew up in a household where everything was about music. Everyone loves music. As you know, I love to dance. You throw on a beat and you got me. I get lost on the dance floor. Uh, you just get to escape reality. And so I love the power that music has. Uh, and, and, and personally, you know, as a principal of a school in Newark, where the lives of hundreds of children are in my hand literally every single day, and I have to make so many great choices. Um, I, I grew up in a very religious household, and so gospel music was a thing that we listened to, um, you know, to get us through, to make us feel good, to like get closer to God. And every morning I'm driving from New York City where I live to Newark to open my doors and my arms to 764 plus people uh, who come into my building every single day. I have to get prayed up and listen to my gospel. And so today's guest is a very special friend of mine. And when I think about uh, the music that's popping right now, he is the first person coming to mind. Yeah. His name is Unicorn, aka Killer Kurt Cobain. Yes, yes, started, in the building. <laughs> started at the age of 15 as the leader of East Oranges slash Newark's infamous 151 Fever Gang, a hybrid organization that overtook Essex County with over 151 members and affiliates. As Kirk's notoriety and popularity ascended, so did his affinity for fashion. You guys can't see him, and if you're not following my Instagram, you need to catch up because the boy can dress. Nightlife and music, it all really started to pick up. In 2008, Kirk was the first artist to rap on club music with Baltimore's legendary DJ K-Swift. I remember K-Swift. K- uh, Kirk's YouTube page actually helped curate what is now known as Jersey Club Music. Kirk wrote the Jersey Devil's anthem, Rock Your Red, in 2010 and was featured in the Fader magazine three times in a row for creative directing in his own videos. You thought his bio was done, I'ma keep going. <laughs> Following a year-long gang war and shootout that left Kirk in a wheelchair, he went back to school getting his bachelor's and master's in business. As part of his internship, he was a designer at Kooji Brand and spearheaded the relaunch of several vintage brands. Working in fashion helped propel Unicorn as a brand slash lifestyle, and in 2018, he released new music, which has catapulted him to the forefront of the tri-state music scene. It is my honor and my privilege to welcome my good friend, Unicorn. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. That introduction was great. Yeah, thank man. You. That was great. I'm so excited to have you yes, here, sir. bro. I appreciate you coming all the way from Jersey into the big city. Oh, no problem, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, this, this like this like uh, my second home. I'm yeah. in New York all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you got this dude is you know he's famous. You know, I feel like I'm sitting next to somebody who's just too famous. You ever been in a room and you just feel like, wow, I can't <laughs> believe I'm in this room with this dude. I'm, I'm regular. <laughs> I, I'm regular degular. You know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so let's talk, man. Let's get into some of the really interesting, nitty gritty uh, things that yep, yep. that we want to talk about. The first is, and of course, I tell all of my guests, like, t- walk me from the beginning. Who is who is who is Kurt? All right. So Kurt, um, I'm a kid from East Orange, originally from East Orange, New Jersey. Okay. Um, from the down the hill neighborhood of East Orange, which is where like the East Coast Bloods really, really started at. Mm. So I was a real young and coming up watching all the big homies start this trend that kind of really had a big negative impact on the East Coast. Mm. But I got to see it from the bottom to the top. Yeah. And, um, you know, I grew up in a, in a, a pretty cool household. My father's Liberian. Okay. You know, so we have the African culture. We have the African background, which is where 
a lot of the educational fortitude comes from because yeah. my father has a PhD in economics. Wow. He's very, very big on his education. Wow. Now, my mother, she's from Jersey City slash Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. That's where the, kind of, that's where the, the down-to-earth street comes mm-hmm. in because she's very down-to-earth, very in her neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just grew up where Saturday mornings, you know, we clean the house, listening to house music. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to you, music yeah. was always a part of the household, you know, house music. Um Garage music, yeah. everything with that up tempo, dancey type beat. We were always listening to that. Yeah, and, and African then, music, I'm sure. And African music, yeah. yeah. So that's always been my wave, just dance music, feel good music. Nice. You know? And I feel like, like you said, music impacts your life in a certain type of way. So if I ever I needed to escape or get away, mm. I go put my headphones on and just be chilling, yeah, you know, yeah, do my yeah. own thing. Yeah, yeah. So talk, yeah. talk to me a little bit about your like your childhood growing up. You were only child, your relationship with I, your parents. Yeah, no, nah, I got so it was me and my sister, but we have a, a really, really big family. So I have okay. a lot of cousins. A lot yeah. of cousins and um all of my cousins were into the streets. All, they're very big into what was going on in East Orange and Newark at that time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was you not know I mean around that, brought up in that, but I always been an individual and a leader at the same time. Mm. So when the whole blood thing was picking up Every set, one of me, they're like, yo, we want you to get down, get down. And I'm like, nah, I just can't see myself getting down mm-hmm. under that, you know, following somebody else's lead. Mm-hmm. Y'all can do what y'all do. All my cousins do it. And then um, it just came to a point where I was like, let me just start my own thing. Yeah. You know? And so we started 151. And mm-hmm. we would um, we go to Branchbrook Park Skating Rink. Mm-hmm. We'd go to the clubs. We'd party a lot. And our notoriety just kept growing. And we'd get more members and more members. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were just... And the streets running around. Yeah. You hear me good? Right, right, right. Yeah, we were doing what normal teenagers in the streets do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, had our problems with, you know, across town. But for the most part, I was trying to include everybody into what we were doing, mm-hmm. which is how we expanded so far because we started bringing in dudes from Newark, dudes from Irvington. Then I expanded to the point where I'm bringing in dudes that's from different sets. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hanging with Bloods, hanging with Crips. It didn't matter what you was. Mm-hmm. If you were down to, you know, get money and hang out and be with girls and have a good time. Right. He was rolling with the squad, and yeah. we just kind of took over as a hybrid at that point. Yeah. You know what? Gang, gangs are all, and I didn't even know we were going to take it here yeah. this quickly, but gangs are really interesting to me, and I, I want to talk a little bit about your experience in, in, in 151, right? Yeah. Um, I'm in a fraternity. Yeah. And, and when you think about, like, I, I, I love history. I love, like, talking about the, the, the trajectory of how gangs started on the West Coast mm-hmm. and, like, how the Bloods and Crips originated and Latin Kings and, like, all that. And I think about my experience in the fraternity, and I remember one, the moment that um, I got into college, and I was the first in my family to graduate, to go and graduate from um, high school and college. My grandmother said to me, don't you go off and join a cult. Don't you go off and join one of them organized gangs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Ma, what are you talking about? Like, those are not organized gangs. Like, they're frats. I'm really interested Mm -hmm. in thinking about it. Um, And when you think about some of the... The, the transferable qualities yeah of both very gangs, similar very similar you know gangs the brotherhood and the brotherhood and, and stuff mm-hmm. talk to me like do, in your experience did you see that because my fraternity we were positive right we, yes we are centered around the community my uh, ideals of brotherhood scholarship of service you know community service mm-hmm. organization what would you describe your experience in 151 as a positive one Negative one, neutral. There was was both pros and cons to it. Mm -hmm. So very similar to a fraternity, we we was like a brotherhood. You know, anything you needed, you can call on somebody at any time. They'll pick you up, give you a ride. We'll have money for you. We'll give you the shirt off our back if you needed it. You know, Mm -hmm. we um, we really held each other down like a family. But on the flip side where a fraternity is strictly positivity and Mm -hmm. you have the college, you know, dorms to live on and be kind of like, you know, secluded from the outside world and the negativity that comes with the inner city living. 
fraternities can really flourish. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my biggest regrets was that when I was in college, I didn't join a fraternity because I was so invested in the whole gang thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I'm not about to get under this mm-hmm. and have somebody telling me what to do. I'm already big boss on top of whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what ends up happening is if you don't have that structure or everybody in your organization isn't in college so they don't have that mindset to do positive things, mm-hmm. then you have negativity that comes your way. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there's, there's pros and cons to it. Um, a lot of the negativity, I would say that I was super duper lucky to be able to walk away from it. You know, a lot of, I got a lot of people that are under the ground, or under the jail or in the jail currently, mm-hmm. a lot of my cousins, immediate family members. And so, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. When you're young, you don't, re- when you're like a teenager, you don't really see it as that. Cause you're mm-hmm. coming up, you don't really have remorse or understand empathy or how your actions are going to affect other people's lives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as you grow older and you start seeing more, you know, I went off to college and I, you know, started experiencing further things in just my neighborhood yeah. i'm like oh shit yeah, yeah there's a whole lot more out here like yeah yeah we busy over trying to take over these 10 blocks yeah it's a whole world out here that don't give a damn about these 10 blocks mm. secondly Fact. we're not making we don't own nothing on these 10 blocks right let's take over let's conquer the world let's do something positive yeah and so that's basically what i tried to do with 151 fever game i tried to like transcend mm-hmm you know, the negativity of being part of a gang. And the crazy thing is, the fact that we had gang in our name, everyone would tell me, yo, just call yourself 151 Fever. Take gang out. You know, before mm. gang became a cool thing. Like, take gang out. It's going to be so negative. I'm like, nah, we keeping that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that kind of, that also kind of like held us back too from a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So it's interesting. And then I have a question to ask because my students, you know, Jersey, right? They're like gang, gang, right? Yeah. They, they, that's a, like a thing that they do, and it, it no longer like has the negative weight exactly. and connotation yeah, that yeah. it used to have. Now, now you like, can be part of a basketball team and be and gang, like, gang, 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 yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I even I remember <laughs> I posted a um, video. What's that song? Um, Percocet. Molly, Molly Percocet. Right? I have a video on Instagram of me <laughs> throwing up my fraternity sign saying mm-hmm. gang, gang. So, wow, the things I do as a principal. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering, yeah. tell me about like that pivotal moment, that that moment in which like the lights came alive in your head and you said, you know what, the gang life, this thing, mm-hmm. like you have a master's in business. You yeah. went and got your bachelor's. And so when people hear these stories, they don't see, there's a juxtaposition. You don't think like gang, rough life. Yeah, and yeah. then like, you know, college graduate. Talk to mm-hmm. me about that transition. All right. So I, I can't really get into like too much detail about the altercation that happened, but yeah. ba- basically, you know, some projectiles were flying, mm-hmm. you know, I was lucky enough to walk away from it, but I, I ended up in a wheelchair for like seven months. You know what I mean? And the dude that was walking with me, you know, a lot of people involved in that situation didn't even make it. But that's neither. And so I was under investigation for that and in a wheelchair. So I was just stuck. Like, mm. damn, it can't get no lower than this. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my head, I'm like, you know what? This might be a message. Like, maybe I was meant to sit still and just regroup and get shit together. Mm-hmm. And so my sister, like, yo, just re enroll back in school, finish up. I'm like, I'm not doing shit laying around with this messed up leg and back and everything like that. Let me, um, let me, let me go get to it. Mm-hmm. And I just started. Ba- I already had previous college credits anyway. Mm-hmm. So I just re-enrolled. I started banging it out. I'm talking about 17 credits, 18, 19 credits per semester. Mm-hmm. Knocking it out, knocking it out. And so, um, yeah, I just went straight for it. Yeah. Um, went yeah. to the graduate program, started knocking it out. And then even from doing that, that put me in the door of the whole fashion world from mm-hmm. my internship while I was in graduate school. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, certain things in your life just happen that make you sit back and like regroup and really like, I gotta clarify what my purpose here is. You know, yeah. am I meant to just be running around in the streets or do I have a higher purpose? Can I actually affect change on people's lives? Mm-hmm. And I've already affected change in people's lives in a positive way, but there's always so much more you can do. Yeah. Especially if you're put in the right position of power or in the right position in general, you can make 
a lot of people's lives better. Yeah. So I, that's basically what my journey's been since that day, since that happened. Yeah. yeah. And when and when you were in that wheelchair, like take me back to that moment. Did you did you think like you would never walk again? Did you like what was your yeah, emotions I, at that point? I didn't really know what the future held. I just knew that it was like I had to go through a whole lot of physical therapy. And I mean, I knew I would get back to it, but I just thought like, damn, I hope this isn't a lifelong injury or something that's going to affect me. You know, it still affects mm -hmm. me to this day. Mm -hmm. Anytime it rains, you know, you can still feel swelling and stuff like that. But yeah. um, I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to get back on the good foot. And I made a vow. I said, as soon as I get back up, yeah. I'm going to take off. I'm not playing with nobody. They're yeah. going to see like, they think I'm down and out, but as soon as I get back on the good foot, I'm taking off running hundred miles per hour. Nice. And that's exactly what I did. You know, oh, I started I working that. with the, um, Started working in fashion, or working with the autistic or special needs community, doing mm -hmm. that on the side. And as soon as I started doing all that positive, blessings just start coming my way, left yeah. and right. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. Talk to me about um, where your name came from, right? Unicorn, aka <laughs> Killer Kurt Cobain. Uh, so, <laughs> so I mean, a lot. Those that know, but they know my real name is Kirky, right? <laughs> Kirky is short for a long ass African, a, li a Liberian name with hella syllables, right? <laughs> it's a long name. Uh, I think only. And that's your government name. That long name is not on the birth certificate. No. Kirky's oh. on the birth certificate. That, okay. that long ass name wouldn't even fit. That, that would have to be like an essay. Oh wow! Yeah, it's long. Wow. Yeah. Do you know what it means? Like, what? Where did it come from? Um, it's a Liberian name because my my grandmother and my family's from Liberia. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know exactly what it means. My yeah. grandmother passed, but gotcha. Yeah, I lost gotcha. my dad. I'll see if he remembers. Oh man. Okay. Uh -huh. Cool. 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 And so, I had Kirk, and then in the hood they'd be like, "Yo, Killer K." They call me Killer. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had Killer Kirk, but I always had this creative side, like with the music. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I like the Cobain, you know, I'm, I'm into the whole Nirvana thing, mm -hmm. the, the punk rock, mm -hmm. the, the just being yourself and being free and creative. Yeah. Yeah. So I added Kirk Cobain as a music moniker. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I can't yeah. run around as Killer Kirk. That just sounds yeah. too wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then people would just say it all together, Killer Kirk Cobain. Mm -hmm. Got a cool ring to it. And uh, the unicorn thing came about because... Everywhere I go, they're like, yo, you always in these bright colors. You always smile and have a good time. Like, you're just a rare breed. Every female I've ever talked to, they're just like, yo, you're so different. You just exude this light that brings joy to people. Mm -hmm. Like a unicorn, very yeah. rare. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. Goddamn right. I am a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> so, you I know what I mean? So, I just, I just ran with that on Facebook. Like, yeah, I just threw yeah. a unicorn on my Facebook thing, and that started sticking on, too. Nice. And so, yeah. So, it's sort of like, you know how um, people in Wu-Tang had two names? You yeah, know, they yeah. had... The Jizza, but he was also the genius. Mm -hmm. well, you had uh, Raekwon, but he was also the chef. Mm -hmm. So it was like Kurt Cobain, yeah. unicorn. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So back in 2000, um, 2008, you were the first rap artist on on uh, on club music with yes. Baltimore's legendary TJ K-Swift. Take yes, us yes. back to 2008. What was that about? Uh, so like I said, I, I came up in the skating rink scene. I would go to Branchbrook every Saturday. Mm -hmm. I just loved that club beat, but yeah. it was always singing on it. it. There'd be words on it, but it's a sample, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yo. These club songs get millions of plays, but they're not original music. Mm -hmm. So you can't really capitalize on it. You know, you get popular, but you're not really making an original Maybe, song. Yeah, yeah. Yo, let's make an original song. So, you know, I, I reached out to a couple artists that I know made club beats. Mm -hmm. Now, at that time, even though Jersey Club was always a thing, it wasn't coined mm -hmm. yet. They called everything Baltimore Club, no matter if it was from Philly, yep. if it was from Chicago, yep. 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 no yep. matter where it was from, yep. they was taglined it as Baltimore Club. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason they taglined it as that is because back in these days, there was LimeWire and Napster yes. and BearShare, right? Yes. So you can't find them songs unless you have a tagline. Tag so 
I'll upload a song from Jersey, but I upload it as Baltimore Club so everybody can find it, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, let me, I just reached out to the Baltimore people that I knew, you know? So they directed me K Swift, uh, DJ Blackstar. There's a girl named Rai Rai. She actually used to rap on club music also. She was young though, like 11. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is fire. I can actually spit, spit. Mm-hmm. So I get the beat. And I do what I do on it, and I upload it on YouTube. This is my first. I didn't. I didn't even know what a YouTube channel was. I just right. uploaded. it. Right. Views out the ad, like hundred thousand views out of nowhere. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. People like this. So then I'm like, all right. So I, then I named the YouTube channel. You know, Jersey Club Music. Yeah. And um, people would debate. You know, under you know, in the comment section, they would debate. Oh, is it Jersey? Is it Jersey? Is it, is it Baltimore? Yeah, da, da, da. Yeah. And but, then Philly comes in. Exactly. <laughs> but even sparking that conversation mm-hmm. helped bring it to a wider audience because yeah. even a debate, you know, puts the the music and the whole idea into the app, into the marketplace of ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And so people are like talking about it and I'm like, you know what, let me drop another one. So I drop another one. The first one was toted, the second one was filling in the air. Yeah. And the channel just started booming. The issue I had is that Jersey Club people don't really like rapping on their Jersey Club. Yeah. They don't really like it too much, right? Yeah. And rappers, Jersey rappers, don't really like club beats. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't find no Jersey club person to make me a beat. And I couldn't find no Jersey hip hop producer mm-hmm. to make that beat. So I had to like, you know, get it from Baltimore. But in doing that, I like started, I didn't know I was doing that at that time, but I set the foundation for a sound. Mm-hmm. And um, that stuck with me for the, for the longest. People were like, yo, you know, you was one of the first people, people to rap on club music. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. That's and so, awesome. you know what I mean? I just yeah. I just stuck with that. We made we made lots of, like Fever Gang is known for making lots of party tracks. We okay. have a lot of good party tracks. And then once we linked up with Secret Society, which is a film organization, mm-hmm. I started creative directing my videos to go along with these club tracks. And uh, you know, syndications like The Fader would pick it up and be like, yo, this video is dope. Right. Rapping over Stardust, you're rapping over music sounds better with you. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it just yeah, it just started picking up from there. And it, we didn't really know how big we were at the time because Instagram wasn't really around like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, YouTube was popping. So there could be people all around the world listening to our music. I didn't know how far of a reach we had, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. and um, once again, you know, I fell back from the music and I started, you know, I was into the fashion thing, I'm into <clears> the street. Like, I just had my hand in a lot of different buckets. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't doing music for a long while. And then... um like I said, I said, as soon as I start walking again, I got my degree in business. I'm about to start kicking. Yeah. I'm going to kick up in every arena that I can. Yeah. Film, fashion, All of it. entertainment. Yeah. So I got back to the club records. I linked up with uh, DJ J. Hood and them, who mm-hmm. made the Heartbroken record for me. Yeah. It dropped it January 2018th, and poof, it's right back at it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Tell me, so I want to stick on the Jersey Club. Yes, yes, explore yes. Explore that a little bit more. Jersey Club is like my life. Everyone knows that since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you feel? So there was, um, and I don't know the full story, right? I have bits and pieces of the story. Um, I have always been a Sierra fan. I used to, I actually, contrary to popular belief, yes. what people see on Instagram, I used to professionally dance. Okay. Um, not just I like see acting, that. I'm not acting a fool with kids, but yeah. professionally dance. I grew up like performing and being on stage, playing instruments, acting, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been in the, I've been in the same spaces of these amazing people and the same, uh, all of my good friends are now background dancers for Sierra and for Shakira and for Beyonce and all this good stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes I, you know, I sit at home and watch the BET Awards. I'm just like, damn, you know, what would happen if I had not gone to college and invested in my education? Yeah. Because otherwise I probably would still be in the in the dance world. Okay. Um, how did you feel about 
level up when it came out i remember mm. the first hour it came out like people were in my inbox saying like yo you're gonna love this song like it's mm -hmm. a jersey club beat and some of my friends are like oh i, I think you're gonna love this just because i know you and they didn't even know that it was a jersey club yeah. beat. they heard the beat and they associate it with me um what there was there's some contention when it first came out of just like hmm this sounds just like x or is it X? Is it not yeah. X? And is Sierra, you know, capitalizing like you said the mm -hmm. coin, right? Is she Sierra is making the coin? Yeah, and I, we know damn sure that's a Jersey Club. Beat. Exactly. Yes. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, so my whole thing is that um, you, you have to really know, you know, Sierra works with Missy Elliott mm -hmm. closely. Mm -hmm. Missy Elliott works with DJ J Hood in the Jersey Club scene. She's she's had various records that were Jersey Club influenced. And yeah, had them actually send her beats as references. Absolutely. So to go as First off, the song is dope. It's Level dope. Up it's a dope fire. song. It's basically the F it up challenge. Ah, F yeah. it up. Ah, mm -hmm. F it up. Ah, mm -hmm. F it up. It's the, it's the F it up challenge with more sauce to it to make it mainstream, right? Yeah. But Sierra got this beat from somebody. She didn't go out there and make this beat herself. Yeah. She walked in the studio. They said, we got this dope beat for you. Work your magic on yep. it. And, she you know, did. it was a reference track. So I'm not mad mm -hmm. at it. I'm mm -hmm. actually happy about it. But at the same time. Are the Jersey Club producers capitalizing off of this? Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they're capitalizing off of it. But, you know, whatever deal that he made when he sent that reference track over, yeah. that's his business. That's I, I yeah. can't be mad at it. I, I just enjoy the music. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it makes me think, yeah. right? Because, well, one, it makes me think of two things. When I... When I think about the level up in the in this situation, it makes me think of um, you know movies like Dreamgirls and mm -hmm. the '60s and '70s where this was like a thing, and you know mainstream white people were taking black you know in the basement, just take it, yeah. you know grassroots like we just recording on like this one little th machine we got, mm -hmm. and white people making it mainstream and making millions off of it, and exactly. couldn't do a damn thing about it. Right, that's one thing it makes me think about, uh, and the second piece it actually ties into like my thoughts on education and, and, and kids who like get the opportunity to go to to boarding schools. And like you, you look at the, the uh, marketing materials and publications and it's like the black kid and then all the white kids and then they're on the front page. And this is the diverse school. Yeah. And some black kids are just like, I'm not the poster child for this school. Like, I don't want to be. And then some, some theorists would say like, well, actually like you have the opportunity to go in this school and like, maximize on everything that they're learning yeah. and get their education. Exactly. Like, yeah, get the get on that front page. Empower like, yourself. Smile. Empower smile, yourself. Right? You're yeah. on the front page and like be empowered by that. Um to a certain extent it makes me think like Jersey Jersey I feel good like being a, from, from Jersey yeah. now, right? You hear that beat, you hear mm -hmm. Sierra got it. Um and like it is propelling and putting Jersey Jersey Club on the map even more so. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely is. And, and and my thing is if you're one of these Jersey Club, see, I don't, I don't, I wish I was a Jersey Club producer, like actually yeah. making the beats, mm -hmm. but it goes back to the education and know the business and know how to capitalize. Mm -hmm. If you're one of these Jersey Club producers, then you should be using this opportunity to bolster yourself. Yeah. You know, there's no yeah. reason to sit around arguing about it. Because at the end of the day, she already made the song, the Done. deal is sealed, it's on the airwaves, Done. it's out there. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. So, that's it. Bolster yourself, that's empower it. yourself, that's and, it. and handle your business. Yeah. Tell me yeah. about um, the most fire track. Out right now. It's if y'all haven't heard it, it's time <laughs> for y'all to hear yes. it. Tell me about that, bro. Where did the inspiration come from? The experiences, all about it. So, okay, when I first first was making these Jersey Club tracks, right, I was always telling my producers, "Yo, sample these classic joints." What time for the percolator? Like percolator? Uh, is it on my? Is it, I didn't yeah. want to say too much because I, I got I got more in the you cut. Okay. It's time is just one of many. Yes, that's one of many. So. 
when it's time came across my desk, so to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beat. Mm-hmm. Before I even put words on it, I knew it was a hit. And I could not let nobody hear it. I'm like, damn, if I let somebody hear this, they're going to know, done, right? right? So I'm sitting on it, and I'm like, who could I put on this? Because I know I could rap on it, right? right? I could just rap on it. But sometimes you like, you put, you do too much on a song by just putting so many lyrics on it. Mm-hmm. You got to let it breathe sometimes. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let it speak for itself. So I'm like, yo, let me holler at my boy Pure because he's an original Jersey club head also. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember, but let your body talk. Let, yeah, let, let your course. body talk. So that's that's Rolling Stone P. Yeah, yeah. Let's some body talk. And there's many other artists I could have hollered at. But I'm like, let me get my boy P because I want this record to be monumental. Mm-hmm. I want it to be two iconic Jersey club artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And DJ Fade that made the beat. And I want this to take off organically. Mm-hmm. So I send the beat to up here to P. He hits me back like the next day with his verse. Yo, this is the rough version. I put my verse first. I'm like, oh, you went first. All right. <laughs> All right. But as I'm bumping it, I'm like, I don't really care about who's first or second. Yeah, I care yeah. about the sound and the impact. Mm-hmm. And this sounds good. Yeah. So I go to his house the next day. I put my verse down. He's like, bro, this is a hit. We got to do it right. I texted to three people that I knew. DJ Shah, DJ Wala, and DJ Fade, who made the beat. Because he had... The person who made the beat had no idea that I was actually going to make a record to that beat. Yeah, I texted it to them on a Thursday. Friday evening, my phone started going off the hook. Yo, you on the radio. What? You lying. Phone ringing, ringing, ringing. I'm like, nah, nah, y'all BSing. Who played it? We don't know who played it. We just heard it on the radio. You sure? Like, yo, we know your voice anyway. We know when we hear Killer, that's you. Right. Nah, so then... Saturday, Wawa hits me. Turn your radio on. I'm driving. I hear it come on the radio. I pull over. Right. Oh, my God, we on the radio. Right. <laughs> and every day since then, like three times a day, just spinning yeah. on the radio. Yeah. And that's a feeling that, you know, you don't just take. That's not something mm-hmm. you just take lightly because any and every artist, your dream is to hear yourself over them airways. Yeah. You know, that, what was that movie when uh, was it Dream Girls or that the Temptations? Yep. When yes, they hear themselves the on the radio yeah, and they're yeah. like, yo, 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 we on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I feel. I still feel like that to this day. Every time it comes on, it's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And, wow. And I'm never the one that actually catches it on the radio. I just know that whenever my Instagram gets a whole bunch of tags, right, it's going. It, it's on. And it's I'm going. Like, Damn, yo, this is lit. And you don't know where it like started or originated from. Right? Well, I, I know Wala is the first one that played it. Yeah. I know Wala played it. How the heck? All oh, these other DJs at Hot 97 got it? I don't know because I didn't I send it, it to DJ enough. I didn't send it to Cast One. It just like trickled its way through the whole um mm-hmm. through the whole staff. Yeah. But at the same time, I do grind, so yeah. I am making it to, out to every club every night, making sure they got it, making sure it's getting played. And mm-hmm. once they see the crowd reaction, I don't even got to go to the club no more. They know play this record It's yeah. lit. So yeah. they play his time and the people. I mean, I, I love I'm, it. I'm just grateful. Yeah, I'm just grateful no. to have some people like. That's awesome. Now, yeah. now that's not even what like you do. Like that's your passion, but you also work with kids. I do. Yeah, tell me about like that balance. So, for the past couple years, I've been living like this double life, right? Mm-hmm. So, while I was back in school, while I, I, know, I went back to school, and it's like, gotta have an income, right? Yeah, can't run the streets forever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm working with the, like, I found this little special needs gig. I'm doing that part-time while I'm in school. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, my personality, I get along with kids very well. Mm-hmm. For some reason, special needs people, autistic people, you know, I, I can relate to them. I don't, mm. I, 
I feel the struggle of wanting to express yourself but not having the ability to express yourself yeah. and needing those people around you to help maximize your independence and your ability to, you know, live the best life you could live. Mm-hmm. And so just from the little part-time gig I had working with special needs kids, I just got referred mm. to other families. And, you know, I, I, had my, I got my LLC. Nice. I just started off my own little business, That's you know, awesome. to, um, as a behavior therapist working with special needs children, mm-hmm. autistic children. And um, that business in and of itself has grown, yeah. you know, a lot to the point where I can't even really take on any more clients. I'm like, I've been booked up for the summer. I'm booked up for the school year. And, um, you know, I work in the Newark Public. I got a contract with Newark Public Schools. Nice. Working there. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm an independent business owner. But because I, but I do, you know, work with kids. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love doing it. I got a passion for it. I like helping out where I can. I, would, awesome. I love to uplift and help the community. That's awesome. You know, and, and give back to the, you know, I'm from Newark. Yeah. In East Orange. So helping, helping back out and seeing these kids in the community is like a double plus for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And so, like, in thinking about the future aspirations of your career, who, like, what's in, one, what's next for you? Two, like, who do you want to work alongside? Yeah. Tell me all about that. Um, you know, because I, I do so many different things, and it's almost like it seems like polar opposites. You know, working with special needs kids, where you have to be really proper about what you do, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know HIPAA laws, and making sure that you stick to all that. Absolutely. But then at the same time, I'm very visible on social media mm-hmm. because of the entertainment side, mm-hmm. and it's like you got to find a balance for that. So my ultimate goal would be to, you know, capitalize off this fashion and entertainment, and use that platform and and the profits that come from that mm-hmm. to, you know, help out for um, autism awareness causes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, I'd like to put together. Uh, fundraising events and you know just use my impact for positivity in, yeah. the, in the community I love and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just newark anywhere yeah, yeah yeah. anywhere i can lend a helping hand i'm down to do it you ask anybody i'm a phone call away if they're having a charity event i pull right up it yeah, doesn't yeah, even matter yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome to hear man and mm-hmm. what what you what i hear you saying is uh, i use a phrase with a lot of my teachers uh, and leaders is it's impact and influence. Yes. It's like, uh, you know, you don't need a title. You don't necessarily need, like, you don't need much to have impact and influence. That's a fact. Um, and I'm just grateful, like, to, to have you, you know, for us to have crossed paths in such a meaningful way so that we can have, like, the, the meaningful impact for and influence on kids. Exactly. Like, kids in Newark look up and they see someone like you. They see someone like me. Um, and they're just like, wow, I can, like, we're proving the possible. Exactly. Like, who and, we and, are. And it's, and it's someone they can relate to. Yeah. They're, like, they're like, yo, that guy's cool. Right. But he's also smart. Mm-hmm. Smart is cool. Yeah. Yo, that, that dude is cool. You know what I mean? But he does good things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's cool to do good things. You know, when, when I came across, yeah. that's, why, that's why I even, when I came across you, I'm like, yo, yeah. I got to link up with this dude right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're on the same path. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. cool, you can dance, you got the fraternity thing going, but you're yeah. also working with these kids mm-hmm. and helping influence and propel their lives in, yeah. in, in a positive direction. Yeah. And even me coming up, you know, I never had a big bro to tell me yeah, yeah. do the right thing. I had mm-hmm. to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, imagine where I could have been if I started doing the right thing 10 years earlier. Right. You know wow. what I'm saying? If I, imagine if I was doing the right thing when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could already, be, you know, yeah. be there. And it's, it's never too late to start. And it's never too late to, um, you know, turn your life for the better. Mm-hmm. But I know that if I could reach that one kid that's like 11 years old, 12 years old, and he's like, man, I don't know what I want to do with myself. Do I want to run the streets or should I start this business? Right. Yo, my man, don't doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. Start this business. Yeah. You might be broke now. You might come from a broken home. You know, whatever um, comes with poverty in the inner city, mm-hmm. but you can still do it. Yeah. And, and, and I'm a walking testimony of that. So I try to, 
You know, a lot of people be like, yo, why do you be wilding on social media like that? Yeah. I don't call that wilding. No. That's my lifestyle. You're living your life, And I yeah. want you to know that you can come from this and still make it to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Kurt, tell us how you walk in your excellence every day. Every day I wake up, man. I'm thankful to get up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't let a day go by that I don't try to do something productive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm not working with my clients and, and, and the kids I love working with every morning during the day, then, you know, I might just pull up and visit one of them on a Saturday, you know? Nice. and uh, Or I'll go to some event or I'll go to the studio, do some music. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, I'm meeting up with different designers doing, doing the fashion thing, you know, working on that. It's, it's, nice. it's something every day, you know? Yeah. Or I'm working with Secret Society, we're shooting a music video or right. styling a music video. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot to do every day. I think as long as you're doing something positive and productive with every t- with the, with the minutes that you have in your life, then you're walking in your excellence. Yes, I love it. You know? Wow. Oh man. Well, yeah. friends, this brother has so much more in store for for all of us to see. But there's like a, a blessing that God has placed on his life, uh, his story of just growing up from uh, inner city to just now on the airwaves. Inner city to the airwaves. That's going to be the title. <laughs> I like I that. I like inner that. city yeah, to man. the airwaves. Um, but I, I think you, as a friend, as a brother, as someone who is in the same city as me, doing the most transformative yes. work that, that only only special people can do. That's, right? a, that's a fact. You that's are impacting fact. so many different lives. I want you to keep doing that. Keep being excellent uh, and great in every way. Tell us where we can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at unicorn151. Um, I am on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Come on. any streaming service you could think of, I'm there. You just look up Killer Kurt Cobain. Valid. Look that up and you will find a catalog and a plethora of music for you to feel good to. Nice. And have a good time and just enjoy your day with it. Love it. Valid. Oh, to all my listeners, yes. welcome your excellence, all of my all of my people out there making this podcast go to the next uh, level. I really, really appreciate all the love and support. As always, define who you are, follow your passion, speak your truth, be unapologetically you, and always remember to walk in your excellence. That's a fact. Killer.